1: Some birds woo their mates with fresh caught fish, chimps offer meat to objects of their affection, humans opt for pretty rocks. Across the animal kingdom, gifts are an integral part of the mating ritual. And now one website is cutting straight to the give and take, connecting broke college girls with rich older men to trade their youth and beauty for cash and prizes. So, is it prostitution or a brutally honest search for happiness?
0: Good afternoon, in the Most High, in the name of Christ, bless you. I am Josiah, and welcome to our virtual living room where we examine recent events and other topics as they pertain to the Holy Scriptures. We give all praises to the Most High in Christ, and we give thanks for God's generous mercy, grace, and forgiveness. I'd like to just remind everyone that our chat room is open and available for your comments and your questions. This week's title, Illicit Sex, Many Faces of the Sugar Daddy. And what this is about is what's something that's typically characterized by an older, wealthy man who uh, takes care of, for lack of a better, not lack of a better expression, but in place of, well, let's just go ahead and see it. He gives her money in exchange for companionship, romance, and sex. So that's going to be the topic of the conversation today. In uh, throughout the ages, there's, this relationship has existed in some form, of faucet, some form of fashion. However, it's only recently in the last 100 years or so that it's been called the sugar daddy. And that came about as a result of an older man who he and his brother together were heirs to a, a huge sugar fortune. And when I say sugar fortune, they were in the, in the sugar business and they were heirs. And he married uh, one brother, married a younger woman whose name was Alma, and um, she was probably about 20 years younger than him, and she began calling him her sugar daddy because of the sugar fortune that he inherited. So that's where the term came from. And uh, joining me here today in the virtual living room to discuss this topic of the sugar daddy we have first off our brother Kazakia.
2: Hey, shalom to the brothers on the panel. Shalom to uh, our listening audience. Giving all praises first and foremost to the Heavenly Father and His Son, Jesus Christ. Definitely appreciative for another opportunity to participate in the show and definitely look forward to examining this topic.
0: We also have in the virtual living room our brother Kabar.
3: Yes. Shalom, brothers and sisters. Good to once again to be with you. And as always, giving all praises to the Heavenly Father, to our Son, Christ, for the opportunity to bring forth his doctrine as it is written in the Holy Bible. Shalom.
0: And also joining with us, we have our brother Abijah.
2: And I want to say shalom to all of the panelists, uh, to our listeners. And uh, it's good to be here and want we'll to give all praises to the Heavenly Father in Christ.
0: Brothers, uh, I want to start off by uh, reading something from... Um, an article I found on wiki. Wikidot.com. And um, it's titled, When You Think of the Term Sugar Daddy, What Image Comes to Mind? It reads, Until just a few years ago, many people had the misconception that a sugar daddy relationship was a forbidden affair between a wealthy older gentleman and an attractive but naive young woman. These liaisons were thought to be improper as the rich, experienced, and mature gentleman was in fact taking advantage of the girl by enticing her with an upscale way of life that she could never experience on her own. This consisted of glamorous vacations, dining, and five-star restaurants and incredible gifts. This This is a complete fallacy as the great majority of these relationships are built on trust and respect with the goal of a mutually beneficial relationship. The explosion of the sugar daddy relationship in recent years is due in part to its hype in the media and across the world wide web, with the interest constantly increasing. Affluent men are not only in search of attractive young women, merely as toys or arm candy, but as benefactors and teachers imparting their wisdom upon those less fortunate and unlikely to reach a better-than-average lifestyle on their own. The Sugar Daddy is in a position to support those in his charge by showing them an upscale lifestyle and financial security in return for their companionship and perhaps a brief glimpse Of their own memories of youth Kabar The way that it's written It makes Sugar Daddy sound like it's really An honorable Role in life
3: Well well, The thing is you know you have uh, A worldly person Giving you a worldly Carnal explanation of something that is Clearly against the scriptures when you read In the Bible Um, And, you know, it's like it tells you in Jeremiah chapter 17 and verse 9, it says, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked who can know it. So when it comes to us as man on the earth, leaning on our own understanding, interpreting things not according to the Bible or through the lens of the scriptures, but according to our own minds and feelings and thoughts, we're always going to come up with a justification for things that the Bible and God clearly disagrees and calls sin. And that's what we have in this case.
0: Okay. All right, brothers. Uh, what I'd like to do at this point, I'd like to uh, profile one Sugar Daddy in particular. And uh, once we uh, once the, the clip is played, uh, we, we've got a little discussion to go on here. At a time when almost
1: anything can be ordered online with one click and then delivered to your house... For the right price and legally, so too can a beautiful college student. Meet sixty-three year old Tommy and twenty one year old Monty. They've been together for two years.
4: Oh, I'm just not yeah. Oh! Hole in one oh, I love them. <laughs> well, yeah, they look great. <laughs> They're fun. Yeah, they are. <laughs> Thank you for them. You're welcome. Mm-hmm
1: they refer to each other as sugar daddy and sugar baby
4: we just that's like high five right Yeah.
1: Yeah, except it's a lot better it's
4: powerful
1: (laughs) 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 when she needs money tommy's her go-to guy and for monty who asks we only shoot her in profile it's a way to get the education she can't afford
4: he's like i can help you get through school easy and you just travel with me have fun be around me and just keep me company i said Sure. Are you gonna pay
1: for my school? We observed that being a sugar baby comes with other perks. We're gonna do a little shopping today. Tommy told us he drops five grand a month on Monty. Ooh. Isn't
4: that hot? Perfect. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They're the tight fitting. Ooh. Pants. These earrings with a pair of high heel shoes. Great outfit. Oh goodness. <laughs> Whoa. God. Did you say three eighty seven. Three eighty seven twenty five. Fine. And
1: it's not just Monty. He's got six other sugar babies.
4: Thank you so much. This is what we call the lost and found drawer. This is what some of my lovely sugar babies have left behind.
1: Tommy was an IT executive who retired with enough to spend about 150000 a year on the ladies combined. Cheaper than a marriage, he says,
4: and a small price to pay for what he gets. When you walk into a room and you have a beautiful woman with you, it's, it's a compliment to you as a male. It's, it's like pulling up in a really nice car or something, you know. I hate to compare that way but it is it has a good feel to it
1: so Monty's like a really nice car
4: yeah for Monty the relationship
1: is a stepping stone into the world
4: he taught me how to golf cook be a classy woman he's just transferred me fast into something that I've always wanted to become
1: when was the last time you had a job
4: almost two years ago I'm just having fun I'm just living life and experiencing stuff that I feel like I would never experience without him
1: if there were no sex involved with Monty or your other sugar babies, would you still bring them around for companionship and still give them money?
4: No. I mean, that's that's a big attraction, you know.
1: Sexually, how have things been different for you? I mean, he's much older than you.
4: It is what it is. We all mature, so I know I'm, no, I'm going to be old one day, and I hope I get loving, too.
0: All right, brothers, there you heard it. Tommy and Monte. Tommy is sixty-three years old. Monte is twenty-two. Uh that definitely seems to fit the definition of a sugar daddy. Any brothers disagree wow. with that?
3: <laughs> yeah, so that's, definitely, <laughs> definitely.
0: I want to bring your attention to some things. Uh one thing that really just sticks out in my mind and, and, and probably and and maybe because I've never been so close to be able to afford uh spending a hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year on anything. Okay? But did you hear him say that spending that one fifty thousand a year on six different women was cheaper than marriage?
3: Mm-hmm. Yep. Did you catch
0: that? <laughs> it's cheaper than marriage. Can you imagine being married? And it's costing you in excess of one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year. Can you imagine that?
3: <laughs> you know, I think he takes into consideration probably, and it's a very bleak outlook when you look at the world because in America, fifty percent of all marriages end in what? Divorce. Right. So when you when you start to calculate it, the calculate the accumulated resources of a person, especially in his position a senior IT executive, you know, this guy's probably making he could be making upwards of two hundred and fifty a quarter million a year. Okay, uh, so you're talking about You you missed it, brother. He's a multimillionaire. No, no, no. I, I know that and, and the reason, you know, I he, you know, when you talk about the investments you could have made, I mean, when you talk about multimillionaire investing in, you know, dividend paying stocks ten percent a year. Okay. You could gotcha. be making two, three two, three hundred thousand dollars a year never touching your principal and you got plenty of money to spend on these women. That's a, you know, so I understand the type of position he could be in. But you're talking about let's take that right there, two, you know, four or five million dollars he has accumulated in that time span, married to a woman in this world under the conditions they are, and the divorce happened. You're talking about his resources are going, you know, he's gonna lose a qu- a half to a quarter of that just off the rent. So he's mm-hmm. saying, okay, well, listen, just thinking utilitarianly, I can just, you know, spend this a fraction of that in this type of situation where I feel like is beneficial to me, and, and, it, and it, it works out way better than being married and having a divorce, losing everything. But mm-hmm. the thing is, I want to go back to that definition that they read for a sugar daddy or the explanation that they tried to give and butter it up, okay? But the simple fact of the matter is, when you look at, was actually being exchanged, the man already said, if you took the sex out of it, would you do it? No. That's what you said. Exactly. Wikipedia Wikipedia sugar daddy is a slang term for a man who offers money or gifts to a younger person in return for companionship or sexual favors. So we know the the sexual aspect is there. Now people try to wonder, well is it actually prostitution or is it just two adults making an arrangement? It's prostitution. Now the scriptures tell you in Hebrews thirteen it's prostitution. Okay. Because i I I'll get to the definition when you took when you look in Leviticus nineteen twenty nine, mm-hmm. but just to establish because he you know, he's defaming and looking at what he's doing as opposed to marriage.
4: Mm-hmm. So
3: let's look at what the scriptures say about marriage in Hebrews thirteen and four. It says marriage is honorable in all and the the whole mongers and adulterers, God will judge. So when we talk about what is that honorable marriage, that honorable marriage is a man and a woman in Christ under the commandments of God. All right? And that is the, the only environment, according to the scriptures, where a sexual relationship intercourse is supposed to take place between a man and a woman. Anything, any sexual activity outside of that type of a union is fornication. Mm-hmm. Period. Mm-hmm. So that's why the scriptures tell you within that type of relationship, the better is under filed, it's honorable. Outside of that relationship, what does it say? Well, whole and adulterers God will judge. Because it goes into fornication which is which is uh, uh uh unlawful sexual act or or sexual immorality, like the world likes to call it. Okay? And among, among all of the different sexual moral things you can do, it talks about whoremongers. Now, what's a whoremonger? Uh, the uh, dictionary.com just tell you is a monger of whores or a person who pays for goods or services. So basically, this is the guy who deals with loose women. Who are those loose women he's dealing with? He's not dealing with these women in honorable marriages. He's dealing with women who sleep around with a bunch of other men in fornication. Mm-hmm. So those, that, that's who that type of man is, that whole monkey. He's dealing with a bunch of loose, horrors-type women. And then the scripture says, and adulterers, meaning people who break wedlock, it says God will judge. So God looks at marriage in the when it's done the right way, the way he uh, outlined it, as an honorable and pure thing. Mm-hmm. But the way mankind looks at it <laughs> and the way mankind treat marriages, it becomes defiled, and wicked and evil, and that's how you have type of divorce rate and things going on in the world today. So what he's dealing with is, is just uh, uh fornication. And they could try to make uh make any uh different uh, definition that they want to it, but according to the scriptures, it's fornication.
0: Okay. Kazaki, like uh, you know, Kabars brought out that you know, this is fornication, this is prostitution and so forth. But he's getting this from a documentation that's written thousands of years ago. This is the modern day. We have, um, we, we're going past just mere writing and we have audio and video and we have the internet and uh, we can fly from one side of the earth to the other inside of a day. You know, vastly different from the way things were Two to four thousand five thousand even years ago when many of these things were written So doesn't doesn't it go to reason that since those all these things have changed that there will be some change in the way that we approach our relationships Here's a here's a man that has the substance uh, That he can he's willing to share with those other people around him by his own choice though Okay um, Shouldn't he be allowed to do that it sh- Should Why should that be a problem uh, Especially when He's not hurting anybody he's, You heard the, the the girl talking She doesn't appear to be hurting at all She seems to be enjoying that relationship Why should that be a problem
2: First and foremost I'd like to read uh, the scripture Now this is Second Timothy chapter 3 And uh, verse 16 And it says All scripture is given by inspiration of God, and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, truly furnished unto all good works. So the point that I really want to emphasize is verse 16, where it says all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. So the first part of the question that you are asking me as far as, Basically, this, uh, you, know, our, you know, what we're drawing from as far as dealing with the, the, the modern topic at hand, it, it doesn't matter what time period that you're living in. It doesn't matter, uh, quote-unquote, socioeconomic status. None of those things matter when it comes to the Scriptures. None of those things matter. Uh, all that matters is the application of the say of the Lord, because believe it or not, this Bible, the Word mm-hmm. of God, the teaching of Jesus Christ, that is the final authority Not The evolution of society Not what has become The status quo or the norm Or that which is accepted By the world in these days and times No, the scriptures is the final authority The problem is The world wants to circumvent or go around The scriptures or say Oh well the bible is old, is antiquated the, 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 the views are uh, once upon a time, back two, three, four thousand years ago. Nah, the, the Bible, the, the commandments, the laws, the testimony of the prophets, the teachings of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, all of that is very much applicable today for the purposes of doctrine, the doctrine of repentance, for reproof, for correction. When we are going off, when we're making mistakes, the scriptures is what should be used to bring us back in line with the will of the Lord is, and Mm -hmm. for instruction in righteousness, meaning this is what the Lord wants us to do, this is how the Lord wants us to be, and in reference to what we're talking about today as far as uh, uh, sugar daddies and sugar babies, this is how the Lord said that we are not to be. Because the brother already read it in Hebrews 13 and 4. Marriage is honorable and all, and the bed undefiled. But whoremongers and adulterers God will judge. So now you got two, well, in this particular case, multiple guilty parties. you got this man right here that, that has uh, a, 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 a set, uh, he's set, I'll just say it that way. He's set financially. So he can afford to spend how he chooses to, to spend his money. However, what he is spending his money on and the actions or the things that are taking place uh, in that money, uh, in the, the expenditure of that money, is not according to the will of the Lord. Marriage is honorable and all, and the bed undefiled, but whoremongers and adulterers, God will judge. So now, let's understand the concept of marriage. Just right quick, brothers, the concept of marriage is, as outlined in the scriptures, When a man in Christ, meaning repenting and following the example of Christ, and a woman in Christ, meaning she is repenting and following and growing in the example and the teachings of Christ, they come together, they make that union, they become one flesh, and they continue both as that one flesh, as outlined in the scriptures in Matthew, the 19th chapter, uh, towards perfection and also uh, raising their children, according to uh, uh, the, the, the teachings and example of Jesus Christ. That's how it's supposed to be. But what we have here, whoremongers and adulterers. What this man is doing, believe it or not, he is whoremongering. And even though it says adulterers here, what we have a situation. We have this young, these young women, because it's more than just that one. If I remember correctly, he is dealing with about five, six different,
0: six uh, different women.
2: Women. Yeah, five or six different women. In that same manner So that is off That is wrong That is not according to the word of the Lord And if they want to uh, uh, See the kingdom of heaven The repentance must come into play And speaking Look, of money And things of that nature I would like to leave off with 1 uh, Timothy Chapter 6 and verse 10 Where it says For the love of money is the root of all evil Which while some coveted after they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. The point of it is in the first part of that scripture. For the love of money is the root of all evil. This woman or these women are in love, or they are in lust, or their lust is money. Mm-hmm. And because of that, you've got these these evil relationships being established in which, okay. I'll hang out with you. I'll go with you here. I'll go with you there. I'll travel with you in exchange for your or a piece or a fraction or percentage of your financial resources, and I will give you sexual favors. That is prostitution. That is wickedness in the eyes of the Lord. Thank you, brother.
0: Okay, um, Abaja Kazaki um, <laughs> had a lot to say there. <laughs> Um, I'm not sure exactly how to follow up on that But You you have this situation where um, These men are engaged You know, they, they're wealthy They're men of substance And they can afford to do the things Easily, conveniently Afford to do the things That they're doing for these women So it's not a problem that You know, they're involved with a woman And they're not properly able To take care of them or anything like that And, you know, what it kind of brings to mind To some degree and uh, see if you agree with this It's the relationship between men and their concubines From thousands of years ago But this society does not offer up a concubine relationship You know, this society, United States Says that when you're married it can only be, um, A man can only have one wife Except for one state, and I think that's Utah, if I'm not mistaken, or Utah, Nevada, somewhere out there, where they do allow a a man to be married to more than one woman. But with the rising divorce rate and with the fact that um, society does not allow you to be married to but just one woman, doesn't this seem like it could potentially be a viable answer to those, um, uh, those issues?
2: Well, I want to start off with Matthew chapter 17, verse 5, because I'm going to go to a couple of places to answer your question. Matthew 17 and 5, it says, While he yet spake, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and behold, a voice out of the cloud which said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him. So that was God Almighty speaking from the heavens concerning our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And we're supposed to submit to him as far as our instructions in life and morals and things of that nature. And it was, it was very important that we establish that because you have a lot of things that took place in the Old Testament that a lot of people want to try to latch on to, to justify their wickedness. But the Lord Jesus Christ came to give us the, the proper understanding of the law, statutes and commandments about everything across the board. So now having said that, I want to go to, because what you're dealing with you're talking about marriage and multiple wives and things of that nature. So, I want to go to something, Matthew, the 17th chapter, and actually, hold on, I'm sorry, Matthew, the 19th chapter, because one of the things that, you know, that he addressed as far as marriage was dealing with uh, divorce of people being able to put away wives, and also what's coming into play now is people having multiple wives, but let me go here. Hold on. I just, I just had it. I had my place here. Give me one second. Okay. I lost my place here. Actually, hold on. I think I got it right. Okay. Here. Okay. I was, holding, I was holding a whole bunch of scripts that I wasn't sure what you going
0: <laughs> to do. Right. <play>. I understand.
2: <laughs> um, hold on. Okay, I'm gonna have to talk to somebody if I find my place here in a second because I, I had I had a couple of scriptures to go right into it, but um.
0: Okay, well I, I got mm-hmm. uh, another clip here because. You know, you know, you got to be able to uh, go out somehow and uh, meet these different women and so forth. And, you know, you're always, I guess, on some level taking some risk. It's probably, you know, you're wealthy like that and you're making a lot of money and you've probably got a lot to do with your time, so you really don't have time to do it. So there's a website where you can go and actually, like many of the dating sites and so forth, uh, go and find people that are willing to enter into these type of relationships because obviously you meet somebody, you, you like them, you're 20, 30 years older than them. How do you know they're going to even be interested in, in engaging in a relationship with somebody that much older? All right? So this website cuts through the chase.
4: Here's the clip. Are you paying for sex with a young girl? Well, you know, you you pay <laughs> somehow, somewhere for sex no matter what it is. You know, they say wives do it for refrigerators. You could look at, I mean, I'm sure there's somebody right now saying that's exactly what this is. And if they want to say that, they can say that. Mm-hmm.
1: Tommy is three times divorced and is the oh, father of two young adults around Monty's age. He meets many of his sugar babies on SeekingArrangement.com.
4: How is it different than prostitution? If we're talking about exchange for money for sex, I don't see that this way. It's just not a wham, bam, thank you, ma'am.
1: The courts have decreed that as long as a woman is being paid for services besides sex, such as companionship,
4: the act it's does not classify
1: money? as prostitution, an argument the website owner also makes.
4: If the sugar daddy is in fact meeting a girl, um simply for sex in exchange for money, then they're using the website in violation of our terms of agreement.
1: Wade says 90% of the 1.5 million registered members are sugar daddies, 10% sugar babies.
4: It is really about a romantic relationship between two people. The only difference is the sugar daddy is somebody who's very wealthy.
0: Okay, Kabar, this goes back to your earlier statement that this is nothing more than prostitution. According to this man, he said he doesn't see it that way. He don't see it as prostitution because it's not just simply an exchange of money for sex.
3: Well, you know what? Uh let's let's go to Leviticus. Because you, you look at um, what's with, with being said. Now, they're saying it's not simply an exchange for money for sex. You have other things involved in it, but the exchange for money, is sex, for money for sex certainly happens, but you have other things that happen, too. That's among the things that happen. So it's not just that you have other things that happen also. Okay. Now, the scripture says in Leviticus chapter 19, verse 29, do not prostitute thy daughter to cause her to be a whore. So when you prostitute your daughter, you're making her a whore. It says, lest the land for, fall to whoredom, meaning prostitution, meaning immoral sexual activity. The land becomes full of immoral sexual people, among other, other things. And it says what? And the land become full of wickedness. That's what's going to happen as a result. So it says, do not prostitute thy daughter to become a whore. What is prostitution? This is a definition, uh, the freedictionary.com online. Just type in prostitute. It says, one who solicits and accepts payment for sex. It says, one who solicits and accepts payment for sex acts. So what happens on this website? Let me, let me go to the website, and when you go to seek an arrangement, part of it is what's an, arra- what's an arrangement. And if you scroll down, there's a, uh, the third paragraph says it's natural. And what does it say here? It says this. Let's face it. It's human nature for successful people to want younger and more attractive partners. It is also natural for younger men and women to seek out more experienced and sophisticated, wealthy, and generous partners, specifically those who have the means for providing, with them, providing them with comforts and luxury. So what do you have? This, here's the soliciting part. The soliciting part is the quote-unquote sugar baby, which is the young men or young women, uh, going to the site so they can be linked up with or be connected to sugar daddies or sugar mamas, which is, older men and older women with money who can pay the younger men and the younger women for their time and also for sex. That's where the soliciting comes in at. The prostitution comes in the exchange when that younger member exchanges their time and energy and sex with that older member for that older member's money and resources. You can dress it up however you want, but it still all comes down to one who solicits and accepts payment for sex tax. It's prostitution. It's whoredom. Now, the scripture said that whoredom was a thing 2,000 years ago, and today the same act is being committed. So if the same act is being committed at 2,000 years ago, how all of a sudden the judgment for that act becomes outdated? It doesn't. Now, you may, you may find different forms to commit the same very act that was done 2,000 years ago because you do it through a computer. You don't go, you know, down some street and look at a woman with a veil on now and sneak behind a building or whatever. That's not happening. Now you link up to a computer fly a plane and, and, and link up that way. But what happens? The same act is being done, which is prostitution, which is hordom. And because the same act is being done as was being done 2,000 years ago, 4,000 years ago, the same judgment is applicable. So the act is the ancient act that used to be done. You could try to say that the Bible is old, but the thing is the Bible is judging the same act then as it's judging today, so what has changed? Nothing at all. So that's why when we talk about uh, how it's a sin and how it's wrong, the scripture says it's prostitution. The definition you read about it is prostitution because the definition you read is the same act as being committed. It was them then, and it was a sin then. It's them now, and it's a sin now.
0: Okay, but it's, it's a prostitution if all the man is doing is he's, he's got, like, an apartment. He owns the apartment. He said, listen, why don't, why don't you stay, stay in the apartment? I won't charge you anything. You know? And then this the, – and the relationship goes on, and at some point they become sexually involved. Is that prostitution?
3: Well, I, I'll just stick with the reality and, and leave the hypothetical <laughs> alone. The reality okay. is, this man yeah. said, if you took out the sex part, he wouldn't do it anymore. And a lot of people that join the site they join for the same reason that that man did. But he, so he just says that's well, a
0: big factor, though. He
3: he he wants other things in in addition
0: to the sex. You know, yeah. so so does doesn't that somehow classify it different than prostitution? Because he does want her. To, to actually be with him when he when he goes out to various events and so forth, just to hang out. Because it, it, the clip came from a video, and if you watch him on the video, they're just hanging out at his, at his house, just shooting pool and whatever.
4: Yeah, I mean, they're
0: doing
3: that. They're doing that. But at the end of the day, it comes down to is, is that the marriage that the is talking about, is that how men and women are supposed to come together and have relationships like the Scripture's talking about? Absolutely not. And at the end of the day, you're talking about this man, he can do all those things, but in the back of his mind he knows I'm, I'm going to have sex with this woman, I'm going to have a relationship with this woman in a sexual way, and the reason I can do that is because I'm paying her money, not because we're married, not because we're seeking uh, some kind of long-term commitment and love, because when you go back to the website, it tells you that when you read a couple of paragraphs down that uh, – It says, no matter what you're seeking, whether it's love, companionship, friendship, or financial help, and whether it be for short-term or long-term or lifelong arrangement, we hope you will find the perfect match here. Remember, it takes time to find your perfect soulmate, but because you only live once, you ought to have fun while looking for that special someone. So when people come to that website, they come in for that reason. Mm -hmm. So uh, we ought to have fun while we're looking. That's not what the scripture says. The scripture talks about marriage, not having fun, not prostituting, or uh, being around a whole bunch of loose women. So the the the, the whole entire website is for sugar daddy, sugar mom. And what that means is we already read the definition of all that. It basically is exchanging, well, the definition we already read, one who solicit an accepts payment for sex acts. Ultimately, okay. that's what's being committed.
0: All right. So, Avaji, uh, uh, it seems like you've got something that you want to say about this.
2: Yeah, and I found my scripture from the earlier uh, question as well. Okay. But you're going back. What was the question? On the, well, I answered the original question first. But you, uh, But just, just go ahead and restate the question again so we can be uh, clear. No, out, I,
0: clear I don't out. recall what the question was. I'm
2: sorry. <laughs> Basically, you were touching the issue of having multiple wives and that it was allowed, you know, in previous societies and things like that. And it wasn't looked upon as it is now, you know.
4: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But,
2: I want to go, and the scripture I read was out of uh, the book of Matthew where the Lord said, this is my beloved son whom I am well, pleased. hear ye him. So, Christ was asked a couple of times about marriage. Okay? And when we read, because we're supposed to defer to the Lord Jesus Christ when it comes to all aspects of our life. And uh, one of the places I want to go is Matthew the 19th chapter. And I'm going to cut straight to the chase. It says the Pharisees also came unto him, tempting him, and saying, is it Lawful for a man to put away his wife for every cause. Now, even though this is dealing with divorce, the Lord is going to go back and show you what marriage was about and how it was, how it's supposed to be set up. Okay. This is the Lord establishing what marriage is moving forward. Let's read on. It says, he answered and said unto them, have you not read that he which made them at the beginning made them male and female and said, for this cause, shall a man be father and mother and shall cleave to his wife? And they twain, they shall be one flesh. Wherefore, they are no more twain, but one flesh. What therefore God has joined together, let not man put asunder. So the Lord didn't go back to Moses. He didn't go back to any of the prophets. But what did he go back to? He went back to the beginning, where it was one man and one one woman. Which means that under the Lord Jesus Christ, this is what constitutes a marriage, and that's how that means is moved forward. There are no more concubines and second wives and all this other stuff. But let's see if Paul was speaking something different. I want to go to First Corinthians, the seventh chapter. It says, "Now concerning the things whereof you wrote unto me, it is good for a man not to touch a woman. Nevertheless, to avoid fornication, let every man have his own wife, and let every woman have her own husband." So again, in dealing with marriage, it's showing you that under Christ, the institution of marriage only deal with one man and one woman.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So that's what we move forward in, in sentence through Christ. But now, the other thing that I wanted to address, because Kabard hit on a couple of points, the whole thing, the premise of the website was, oh, you only live once, so you ought to have fun while looking for that special someone. I want to go to the Book of Matthew, Chapter 5, because people can play games all they want to, and say, oh well, you know, I'm just doing this. I'm just paying the part you know, paying for her rent and you know, I, I don't I don't really want anything. Okay, you can play those games all you want to. But the actions speak louder than words. Here we go, Matthew the fifteenth chapter. Excuse me. Matthew the uh hold on a second. Okay, I just go to because <laughs> that's why I, that's why I had it. Okay. So Mark seven. And he said, This is Mark seven, chapter twenty. It says, and he said, that which cometh out of the man, that defiles the man. For within, out of the heart of men. Because, see, the thing is, we're not into reading minds, but the mind is what dictates the action. And it's just a matter of time before those actions manifest themselves, even though people themselves may, oh, well, I'm just going to wait. Or, you know, I, I don't have any, they'll sit there and tell you, I don't have any malintentions. I don't feel like doing this. Okay. He said, so from within, out of the heart of men. Proceed, evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, which is what we're dealing with here, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, and evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. It says all these evil things come from within and defile the man. So, regardless of what we tell people we're going to do, or regardless of what we say that our intent is, unless we're dealing with the scriptures and dealing according to the say of the Lord. Then it's evil. There's no gray area about that. Because just real quick, because the Bible is very clear on what type of relationship we're supposed to have. Because if someone wanted to be, I don't want to say a suitor in a sense of so like a benefit, a beneficiary, or you know a benefactor. If you are being a father to the fatherless, then that's one thing. But a man that's doing this or a woman that's doing that. With ulterior motives, the scriptures already said that that was wicked. Because I want to go to the book of Titus, the second, I think it's the second chapter. I'll get it. I just had it here in a second. But the scriptures are very clear as far as the relationship. Here we go. Titus chapter 5, verse 1. As far as how we're supposed to view these younger women and these younger women as older men. Or the, the way that younger men and older younger men and women are supposed to look at older men and women. Titus five and one says rebuke not an elder but entreat him as a father and the younger men as brethren the elder women as mothers the younger as sisters with all purity so there's not a basically what that goes into a, as a as a man if you're able to so called be a father to the fatherless or to help out someone then that's all well and good because it's clear here of how you're supposed to be looking at those individuals okay this ain't. Oh, I'm just gonna put out some money, you know, and one day, you know, I'm gonna make my move. That that all goes back to what we read in the book of Mark. Those so going to those evil thoughts. But here, telling you very plainly, the younger as sisters with all purity. So it defines the outlines of the relationships that you're supposed to have with these people. And anything outside of that, listen, we got to check that because it's evil, right? Evil. You
3: know, okay. sorry, I want to look. I want to yeah. look at another aspect of this whole thing because, you know, this website is set up and you got these, uh, younger people, whether it be male or female, you know, they, they're young, they just starting out. Uh, they don't have the financial resources, you Mm -hmm. know, and they have, uh, they need money and other things. And they look into this as a means to get that. But the the fact of the matter is they are looking in the wrong place. And the scriptures talk about how we're supposed to be, uh, dealing, in, you know, in those type of matters. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 24, it says, No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. So you, you have to make a decision whether you're going to live according to the commandments or you're going to live as a sinner. Verse 25, Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, for nor yet for your body what you shall put on is not the life more than meat and the body more than raiment. So we can't have our minds focused so deeply into the on these carnal things that we lose focus of, on what life is really about. And this is what this this website is really promoting. It has you listen, you need to focus so deeply on what you're gonna eat, what you're gonna wear, and things like that that you're willing to prostitute yourself to get these things. We're not supposed to do that. Jump down to verse 31, still in Matthew chapter 6. It says, therefore, take no thought, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or where with wherewithal shall we be clothed? So Christ is saying, don't focus on those carnal things. Yes, they're important. Yes, they're necessary. But that's not where your entire thought and your entire focus is supposed to be. And he's going to balance it out, verse 32. For after all these things do the Gentiles seek." Meaning the carnal of the world It says for your heavenly father Knoweth that you have need Of all these things So the Messiah's already acknowledging Yeah there's a need for these things But there's a place And there's a perspective for all these things to be in Still and all Now he's going to give you the focus of your life Not those carnal things But what is actually supposed to be the focus of your life Verse 33 But seek ye first the kingdom of heaven it says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, meaning and his commandment, and Christ, right? It says what? And all these things shall be added unto you. All of those things that's needful for your life and needful for your body and needful for, for nourishment, food, clothing, raiment, things like that, the Most High is going to give you those things according to his time and his measure and his will. So you don't have to focus and devote your life to attaining those things. But rather, like it says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. So that's why this website goes totally off, because this website is basically saying, focus on all of these carnal things, and here's a way you can get it from other people. All you have to do is prostitute yourself money for sex. Well, to be honest sex. with you, those women probably probably wondering,
0: would they get $5,000 a month? What do you mean, one? That's what, they, that's, what, that's what that's what Monty is getting from Tummy She's getting $5,000 a month So she's probably going to be wondering If she did that, would she get $5,000 a month?
3: Well, the fact of the matter is Once again, it goes right back to What does she love more? The money, the $5,000 a month or, or salvation and receiving the kingdom of heaven It goes mm-hmm. right back to the choice Because we just read earlier That you cannot serve God and mammon so once again, I mean, we're not ever taking the choice out of it. But what we're saying is, what the scripture is saying is, you have to make a choice and determine what okay. is more important. The scripture okay. telling you what's more important is your salvation. What's more important is attaining the kingdom of heaven. But okay. if you think if you think food and raiment is more important, then you're going to seek after those things. And which the scripture says, those those who sow to the flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption, meaning death and destruction. But those who sold to the Spirit, it tells you that they're going to reap everlasting life. So you guys okay, to make.
0: I w- I want to bring up a, 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 a slightly different scenario here for you, brothers, because what, you, what you're pointing to is that these people are involved in whoredoms, immoral sex, uh, prostitution, fornication, uh, things of that nature. Uh, and all of this to avoid the, the honorable approach, which is just simply to get married. So, what would you brothers think of someone who is uh, doing the same things that everyone, all these other people are doing, with one exception? That exception is they are not involved in sex. Here's a clip.
1: Larry is a Mormon from Utah. You are a fool. They've been in a sugar baby daddy relationship for a year and a half, and claim their relationship is not what you might expect. Is there sex in this relationship?
4: No. No sex? Not at this point. And we don't believe in having premarital sex.
1: Is this like a perfect scenario for you?
4: Oh, yeah. Which is have someone who gives you money and you don't have to sleep with them. Have money, that gives me money. I don't have to sleep with them. They respect me. They let me be myself. Yeah. The a dream.
0: So, brothers, um, what about that particular relationship? Which is not a hypothetical um you know here's someone who is giving money to a young lady uh, but it's not with any expectation in fact, he does not want to have sex with her he said yet yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> that, but that's not even yeah. listen that that's not even the fact that we just go jump right back jump right back to genesis Genesis chapter two verse twenty four because Okay, you live with your parents. You're going to start your life. What type of relationship are you supposed to be dealing with? Sugar daddy, sugar baby, or marriage like the scriptures deal with? Uh, Genesis chapter three and verse twenty-four. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother. Right. So you going right from your parents' house to what? Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother. And shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. Where you get sugar baby from? Where where is this man supposed to be dealing with a sugar baby? Is he supposed to be dealing with sugar baby, or is he supposed to be dealing with marriage? That's the question.
0: Well, well, obviously from what you've read here, he's supposed to be dealing with marriage. But then, okay, so but, that but eliminates- then but then but then uh, what about that period between? When you meet somebody And you actually consider them to be your wife Isn't there a period And what what things might go in, that, in During that period of time if, if they are destitute Or if they have uh, significantly less Than what you have If you were to share that with them
3: Would that be a problem Well, The brother already read the scripture as far as How the older men Supposed to be looking at the younger women
4: mm-hmm. How the
3: younger men Supposed to be looking at the older men It's supposed mm-hmm. to be with what? All purity so where do you get this exchange going on? If mm-hmm. the woman has an issue, she go to the church. She go to her parents. She go to her brothers and sisters. She don't go to a sugar daddy. The scriptures already have a social system, if you will, laid out on how to deal with these things. It's not leaning on our own understanding with sugar babies and sugar mamas. Okay. Uh,
0: in the interest of time, I want to go to a, another clip. And and this clip uh, kind of points to... The, the disadvantages of being a sugar baby
4: have money they give me money i don't have to sleep with them, they respect me, they let me be myself yeah, the a dream
1: a dream that comes at a cost
4: sometimes it gets to me to know that he is my only way of income and but makes me feel. <sighs> like, you know, I'm not really doing anything. Sometimes being in a sugar baby, sugar daddy relationship, it does get lonely for me because I can't always, that person can't always be there for me when I need them to be.
1: An emotional loss, they believe, is worth the financial gain. For Nightline, I'm Alex Perez in Shreveport, Louisiana.
0: All right, brothers. Um, cause I this, these uh, young ladies have cited a couple of different things. Uh, one is she feels like she's just not doing anything. She's not really being productive and so forth. Another one says that she's, she feels some loneliness because, it's, you know, she can't really depend on that person being there for her. Um, are there some other potential downsides um, that we have not covered so far that um, – you know, and and I'm directing this to you, Zach. But uh, anybody can step up and 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 uh, fill this question. Are there some p- potential downsides that we ha- haven't covered so far uh, from this sugar daddy, uh, sugar baby relationship? Here we go. Yes, Here's
2: here's, here's an a obvious question that uh that's that that Christ put out there, not me, but Christ put out there. This is Matthew chapter 16, starting at verse 26, and it says. But what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? So even with these uh, sugar daddies, sugar mamas, with these with these young persons, what is this young man or woman profited if they get all this money from the sugar daddy or the sugar mama and in exchange for all this wealth or all these resources or all these riches all these gifts that they're receiving, in process, they're losing their salvation. Now, also would like to read two scriptures, just right quick, two scriptures. One, Ephesians, the fourth chapter, starting at verse 28. Well, the, uh, the verse itself is verse 28. It says, let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor, working with his hands the thing which is good that he may have to give to him that needeth. Now, the, the context of the scriptures is given of a person's in repentance who used to steal but aren't stealing anymore. Nonetheless, let's take the example of work. Go to work. Get a job. That's what it is. And just in case, this is also Ecclesiasticus in uh, 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 chapter 7 and verse 15. It says, hate not laborious work. Neither husbandry, mm-hmm. which the Most High hath ordained. So the point of the matter is, you talk about sugar daddy, sugar mama. That is not within, not in line with the commandments. First and foremost, the Most High set it up so that you you want things, you want to acquire, you have to go to work. Christ had a job, believe it or not. The apostles. Had jobs, believe it or not They weren't depending on uh, an older man Or older woman to take care of them Or, or provide for their needs Or so on. That's not in line with the scriptures Oh yeah, and I forgot this one right here Psalm 37, verse 25 I have been young and now am old Yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken Nor his seed begging bread Now, this was David in the Psalms And he was saying I've been a young man now. I'm an old man, but throughout all my years, I have yet to see a righteous man—a man that is following the directions and guidelines of the Heavenly Father, the commandments, the example of Christ. He has yet to see a righteous man forsaken or abandoned, nor his children begging for food. So, with that, I'll pass it back to you.
0: And, and about that.
2: that- yeah, just the one thing because just just driving the point home. Anytime we want to go on, a, on our own understanding. When it comes to life, we're going to always have a deficit. Cause she she even said out of her own mouth, okay, he gives me money, I don't have to have sex with him, he lets me be who I am, and blah blah blah. So why in the hell are you expecting some type of emotional stability from this man? That's not part of the terms of the relationship.
3: Mm-hmm. You see
2: what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Your relationship is based on the fact that he's in a position to give you money in exchange for some type of companionship, but, you know, you don't have to give me no sex yet. So he's clearly stating his own intention. He's, he's just waiting until the time comes that she has a change of heart and they decide to get together because, oh, I'm just so morally strong that I don't believe in sex before marriage. That's a crockload of bull. The script has already told you in Second Timothy what that type of relationship was supposed to look like. The scriptures go into showing you about being a father to the fatherless because if she didn't have someone to basically help her out financially or whatever and she was falling short, if someone wanted to financially help her, then that's all well and good. As far you know, as far as furthering her education or something like that. That's all well and good. But when you start dealing outside of dealing with all uh, dealing outside of all purity, then that's when people start getting into the so called gray area. But when we deal in the scriptures, those expectations are set because if you have a man that's dealing with a woman basically leading up towards marriage, okay, my role or my expectations of this relationship are set because this is what the scriptures say how we're supposed to deal.
0: So it sounds like what you brothers are saying is that at at any rate, these men are the sugar daddies, sugar mamas, if you will, because sometimes it's the other way around where they're older, wealthy women, that are giving money, that are keeping young men. Uh, So uh, at any rate, uh, what's happening is uh, there are strings attached to the gifts, to the money. And anytime there are strings attached, then there's something wrong with that. Is is, is that pretty much the gist of what I'm getting?
2: It doesn't have to be about strings attached. Basically, it just goes back to what the brother brought out earlier. If we're dealing outside of what the scripture describes or how it outlines these relationships are supposed to be, when it's evil. Because you okay. don't see girlfriend and boyfriend in the scriptures. You don't see sugar mama and sugar daddy. You don't see those things.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: It tells you, the, it gives you the lines and where those lines are drawn regarding what type of relationships that a man and a woman, regardless of their age, are supposed to have.
0: So, so then, in other words, you go straight from being uh, single, footloose, fancy free to being engaged to be married. And from engaged, being married to being married. Well, single footloose fancy free is fornication. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> All right. So well, well maybe not footloose fancy free, but just just plain old single. You're a single man. Right. Right. From to being engaged to be married to being married.
2: Exactly. And that All starts. Right. That that mentality starts from a, being a child and training up a child. But that's a whole nother show.
0: Okay. All right, brothers. Well, thank you so much uh, for joining us here in the virtual living room today, and thanks to all those who are in the chat room and that are listening in. But most thanks goes out to the Most High in the name of his son, Christ. Until next time, I say shalom.
4: Shalom.
0: Brothers and sisters, thank you for visiting with us in the virtual living room of the Body of Christ Church. You can visit our website at the boc Or you can email us at bodyofchrist at you dot com Or call us at 877-871-1712 Until our next visit, the Most High in the name of Christ. Bless you. Shalom.